0: Louis had had enough, fighting a horrible screaming monster while his teammates died around him. He couldn't take it anymore. He had to go. He ran for quite a while, ending up in a cafeteria with yellow dust over everything and corpses here and there, silent mummies staring into his soul. He screamed and fell to his knees. Then the world fell on top of him. He coughed through an acre of dust. He felt it fill his lungs. He felt himself dying. Giving up, Mr. Bellabintour? It was Flag, that son of a bitch. Louie would have shot him if he could see him. He rasped out. I should have stayed in New York. Yep. Looks like I bet on the wrong horse. The man's boot cracked Louie's ribs. He screamed. He never stopped.
1: Welcome back to The Wharf for the Tower. I'm Jeff and with me is adam hey adam hello steve what's up hi april hey Jeff. oh hey steve
2: hey hey
1: april and also seth hello what up so we are in the middle of some wild doings let's get right into it crandall and alexa you've got that door closed. Um, the, a lot of the lights on the console go out, um, the light in the control room slowly starts to brighten, but not all the way. And there's all sorts of danger indicator lights on and some humans trying to talk through the door.
3: Yeah well I mean the um the danger's been happening for a long time um we d- we don't need to retreat hastily um as the screaming has stopped fortunately, but um, we should leave at some point. I'd very much like to see outside again. yes, I would like to see outside too um
4: I will just to conserve energy and because I don't need to be flying all the time
3: uh <laughs> land. <laughs> I mean, if you can fly all the time.
4: Technically, no. Technically, it costs power, but he's not making me use it at this point. So, I don't know. But anyway.
1: Yeah, so you're, you're just standing there. So you guys are talking through the door. Um, go ahead.
4: Um, what about using telekinesis? Uh, have we figured out how to open this door now?
1: Uh, you see a blinking uh, white light near it says door controls and it has a little icon that you think means that it can't be opened when it's locked, but now it's not locked. So you could open it. There's also a manual open wheel thing on it as well.
4: Yeah, it shouldn't be Trust too the button, difficult to turn the hard. wheel.
1: Okay, you turn the wheel, and it pops open, um, and it's it's dark out there because you guys haven't turned the lights back on or anything, um, but some light is coming in anyway. It's like a flashlight, and uh, uh, yeah, you see these two people out there kind of crouched around the damaged robot
3: a uh, gentleman uh, and a lady. Uh, I'm going to step out and say, um, "Hello." Let me introduce myself formally. I am Crandall, maintenance robot with many other functions.
2: It's a pleasure to meet you, Crandall. I am Pollyanna. Uh, I am a nurse, also with many functions.
3: Well, that's nice to hear.
5: Uh, you're like a a real
3: proper robot. Yes. As you can see on my badge, I was uh, created um, some time ago. The, I don't know what whatever markings are on my little badge that I have that tells all my stats. <laughs> well,
1: yeah, it's there. Yeah, you got to kind of open up a panel on your chest, and it's it's got it's like the side of the door in a car with your
3: pin number and all that. Created by Lemur Industries, a subsidiary of. Uh, but was it <laughs> the Sombra Corporation? The Sombra, Sombra Corporation, or the um, yeah. uh, Northern North Central Positronics?
1: Oh, that's right. You're, yeah, you're North Central Positronics. Well, uh, pleased as punch to meet you,
5: North Central Positronics. Uh, I'm Hank Harrison, private detective.
3: You, you can call me Crandall. That's that's fine. Crandall, got it.
4: Uh my character is has black skin, white hair, well platinum, uh red or amber eyes, six foot one, uh, and she goes, I am pain. Alexa Pain.
2: Do you need any medical assistance?
4: No. Mm. Why?
2: You you said you were in pain.
4: No, I said that was my name.
2: Oh. It's
3: nice to meet you. <laughs> you she can, can just die, call me too. Alexa. She has strong mind muscles.
5: It, it, in that case, uh, hey, Alexa, you mind getting the lights?
4: Of course. <laughs> she uh, flicks her hand and turns on the light switch.
1: Okay, so the, the light switch turns on in the control room, but um, it's just a dull yellow light. Uh, none of the lights in the hallways turn on, though.
3: Do I have any sort of um, lights that I can exude from my like body in any way? Like my eyes, do they light up any Hell way? yeah! Like flashlights? So I'll, I'll just turn that on.
1: You got the eyes, you got two on the chest,
3: you got one on the top of the head. I can do so. I can do a little bit of extra light if it, if it helps, and I'll just turn on my my turn on the brights.
1: Pollyanna's mind is blown. That is just
3: fantastic.
2: That is wonderful. You must be very glad that you have that.
3: I mean, I don't need the lights to see, but it is. Uh, I am a helpful robot.
2: That's wonderful.
3: So um, before we get too far into this conversation, I would like to remind you all that there is some radiation leaking from this door. It might be better for all of you uh, fleshy people to uh, get away from it as far as possible.
4: Yes, I agree. We should leave the area.
1: Hank, you look down and you notice your personal assistant has been trying to warn you this whole time that, that as, soon as, you, uh, as soon as they opened the door, that the RADS level spiked up pretty high.
5: Is it the dangerous kind of radiation,
1: or? Yeah, if you want to have kids someday, you'll probably want to skedaddle.
5: Oh, boy. Hey, uh, my plums are getting cooked here, boys. Let's go.
2: (laughs) Yes. Yes.
5: Wait, wait, wait. Hang on. No, I do apologize. Uh, we've got a uh, a lady type and another lady type, I assume. Uh, Alexa, you're, you're, uh,. You're a lady? Yes. Alright, and uh Crandall, do you have even have agenda? Not necessarily. But you can you can call me he. Oh. Well that's convenient. Alright, well, seeing as how I'm the only actual boy around you, I suppose I should update my lexicon, eh?
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> do as you like.
2: Let's get away from the radiation first, and then you can do whatever you need to do with your uh, device.
1: <laughs> yeah.
5: Well, uh, yeah, let, let's, uh, let's get going then.
3: I recommend we consider- continue this conversation while we walk. Yes. Or run. Great. <laughs> oh, hey. Do you do cleaning? Do you clean things?
5: What sort of cleaning do you need? Well, you see, I got these real nice alligator shoes, and they got all muddy outside. And I think there's some ica, or perhaps entrails mm. on one of them. And not really, I like these shoes a lot.
3: Uh, let me check my multi-tool to see if I have some sort of brush on there.
4: <laughs> Actually, I can do something about that. And she walks up within a couple of feet and does a cycling, which will eliminate any and all dirt, grime, whatever from his body. And his clothes are light pressed, like oh, cleaner that's pressed. That's
1: amazing. You just got a sonic shower. Look at that.
4: You and your clothes.
3: Yeah. Well, maybe this future isn't too bad. <laughs> I, I wanted to make sure to mention that I did grab Artie on the way
1: oh okay so he's in your arms and yeah. you're uh, you're walking now Adam both you and Hank can tell that the the dam collapse has mm. damaged pretty much everything to the southeast if there is any empty spaces in there it might be full of dust and rubble hard to find a way to the surface mm. so it looks like pretty much the only safe way out is the way these two came in the, the door to the, to the Northeast.
5: Okay. Oh, well, calling that safe is a bit of a, a stretch. Um, cause there were again, corpses and explosions and there were bullets flying everywhere. So. I have
4: been in combat for over 300 years.
5: Well, that's great for you, Alexa, but I'm
3: a private dick. I don't do combat. I was in a room for over 50 years.
2: Why do you have a gun if you don't do combat?
5: All this, this doesn't work. I pull the trigger and just <laughs> click, 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 click.
3: <laughs> a replica?
5: No, this is, my, this is my dad's old service revolver. It's all plugged up, and I just, I just carry it around to scare
1: people with. So, Seth, you're, you're fucking around with your pistol, and then all of a sudden you like startle yourself because you realize there's no plug in there, and it feels a little bit heavier than it normally does. Wait, whoa, hang on. <laughs> uh, when you were doing your psychic thing, did
5: you fix my gun? No. Are you sure? No. Because I would just pull in the trigger like it was nothing. I could have killed all of us if there was a bullet. here, but there ain't. Speaking of which, does anyone have any
2: cigarettes? I
5: would kill for a real tobacco cigarette.
6: Hmm.
2: You just had one five minutes ago. Yeah, that was five
5: minutes ago. It's been a very stressful day.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So are y'all going to go further into the dam or back the way these two came?
3: Uh, Do I know if... um... If, I mean I know this place I've been here for a long time the people who used to work here some of them had cigarettes right
1: oh yeah but they would have decayed long ago especially with this low level radiation mm. over oh, the yeah, last, you don't want
3: you don't want those. You know
5: yeah I don't think I want... or whatever you know that stuff will give you cancer
3: yeah yes it will
2: the radiation
5: yeah yeah cigarettes are fine she's from the early 20th century she doesn't know anybody any better
4: poor dear
1: so alexa you you realize that you achieved your mission which was to blow up the dam and the way back is blocked so maybe maybe you're gonna meet up with the team again soon um but you okay. did lose the rest of your squad
4: Ah, well, squads can be replaced.
3: <laughs> New squad! I only ever just heard some screaming and a little bit of uh, b- brain stuff.
5: Oh yeah, some some light carnage before breakfast.
3: <laughs> so the, the screaming that happened outside the door was other people in your, in your previous squad? Or I guess, I mean, maybe we should go look for them?
4: One of my compatriots was uh, containing a monster that uh, uh, was in that room, that in, in that area. Mm, I, I know the monster.
2: What is it?
3: <laughs> it yeah, I don't. Uh, no. So there, <laughs> there was a monster looking around here. Um, uh, I think it's called the Howler. And uh, it's, very, it's got tentacles and it's uh, very angry. And wants to eat everything, but it's not here right now, so I don't really know quite what happened. Maybe something magical?
4: Hmm, I would have sensed magic. You can sense magic? Yes, my people uh, use magic regularly.
3: And I know magic exists, I just haven't seen it myself. Huh. There, there are powerful wizards who can manipulate things that are, you know, laws of nature that I don't quite understand. There's a difference between magic and science, I think. Yes. Although, it has been said that magic is just science that we don't understand yet. Yeah.
2: What an interesting idea.
5: We are walking and talking, right?
1: Well yeah, Alexa has to decide whether she wants to go back for her people or head to the battlefield.
4: No, um I'm sure they'll meet me uh, yes. um on the battlefield.
3: Hell yeah. They're probably fine. So oh, you yeah. can like
1: you can <laughs> telekinetically carve like some words for them in the wall and then and then head out.
4: Cool, I'll do that.
1: So you come to <laughs> the, you come to the door. It's pitch black, of course, and all that. And uh, the howler does not return. Um, although you do hear a faint uh, whining or like crying off, off in the distance. And um, yeah, one of you, I assume, opens this door. It's got like a crank thing and uh, it pops open. And you hear the sound of a war happening above you. Hmm.
3: Well, things have changed.
2: What was it like when you were here before?
3: Uh, It was peaceful. Um, (laughs) We just had people wandering around doing their work. I I didn't get to leave very much because I was assigned to be the maintenance uh, maintenance robot for the reactor and other things within the dam so I don't know much about what was happening in the world at that point, but it seemed peaceful.
1: Now, technically Crandall, there were several nuclear periods and, uh, and this was one of the last kind of pockets of civilization Oh, in terms so? of, in terms <laughs> of the damp, you know, there was still a city and like a government and stuff, but like there was also a lot of wasteland in between everything. Hmm. And then there was, you think, a chemical weapons or biological weapon attack like the last time you
3: woke up. All right, well, then let me revise my statement. The the world has been uh, at war for a while. There have been numerous nuclear attacks, and uh, a lot of the world has become a wasteland. The final, as far as I know, one of the final... Places where we could make power, and we uh, we were one of the last bastions. But uh, something went wrong. There was some sort of chemical attack, and uh, I ended up in the reactor.
2: I'm so sorry to hear that.
3: Yes, it's uh, well, I'm I'm still here at least,
2: and that's something to be glad of. And I sort of pat Crandall on the. Shoulder.
5: <laughs> yeah, that I, I does,
3: appreciate the sentiment.
5: That does raise the question: what's what's Crandall's body plan like? Like, do you have any extra limbs, or are you
3: vague? Generally humanoid. Uh, generally humanoid. Just um, the uh, hold on, I'll see if I have a picture here that I can share. I drew, I drew a picture of him at one point.
1: He's pretty blocky.
5: Like Minecraft Steve, kind of?
4: <laughs> well, are you... I mean, do you look human?
3: Uh, uh, not really. I'm, I'm, I'm mostly a robot. No, I
4: mean, do you look human? Uh,
3: <laughs> uh, I, I can't say for sure. Like, I'm human-shaped but not like a human. So you look human
5: if nobody's to somebody who's never seen a human before.
3: Uh, Yeah, (laughs) I I suppose.
4: (laughs) From a distance. Uh,
1: So yeah, you're standing at the doorway, having this adorable moment about being glad. And uh, yeah, the battlefield seems to have moved away from you. There's a temporary lull around the crater. And where are we in the crater? Are we at the bottom of it? Yeah, think of it like you're in a slice of pie of the crater, but like goes down a staircase, basically. Okay. So, yeah, who's going up first?
3: Not it. I I know where I'm going vaguely, so well, I, can,
4: I can go first. I'll go up. I'll okay. go up. I will activate my force field and my Psy Sword and go up there and take a look.
1: Oh, bet y'all haven't seen that before.
3: <laughs> Strong brain muscles.
5: This lady's like straight up magneto. <laughs>
2: What's Magneto? Is that, like, very cool, but a magnet?
5: Uh, Yeah, yeah. He's he's a mutant back where I'm from. He's kind of a dick, if I'm being honest. Doesn't like people too much.
4: Hmm.
3: Well, this one is made out of psychic energy. Yeah, most of the mutants around here don't like people either.
2: Is it caused by the radiation?
3: You know there are lots of theories. Uh, I mean, yes, <laughs> they, uh, they they have their own they have their own tribes.
1: Alexa, you crest the trench and you see where somebody recently shot up the crater with a machine gun. Um, so you kind of look off in that direction, but there's nobody there, and you hear the sounds of fighting and screaming and all that off to the north. Do you want to crest the crater? Do you want to like? Peek over the edge.
4: Uh, actually, uh, I'm, I'm going to have uh, Chadwick do it.
1: Shadwell? Yeah. Yeah, Shadwell's your little eyeball. Oh, we, we forgot
4: around. about that. Yeah. Oh, shit.
1: Yeah, so he flies up. He looks around. Um, you just see a battlefield covered with crows and corpses. And then beyond it are several bunkers, barbed wire, and all this stuff up to the real battlefield which uh was all lit up and that must be why they wanted you to blow the dam so that the power would be off to that area with all the searchlights and so and that's when your team raged in and they're taking over every position the enemy's on the run and you see dawn is happening back to the east where you came from and all the blasted like gross rotted land is starting to re-knit and create like this grassy area with like a stream and sunlights blinking off of it and uh but there's still a war happening you know over there away of oh, like
4: clean up
3: yeah so what is this specific war about we've had so many in the past <laughs>
4: To tell you the truth, I. Well, do I know, Jeff? I don't remember.
1: Well, um, basically, um, what people of Midworld say is that the world is moving on and the, the clocks are winding down and uh, time is running sideways. And it's all because these beams that hold everything together have broken. And once enough of them have broken, the dark tower whatever that is will fall and and reality will be no more um do we know
3: how many have broken
1: uh it turns out yes that six is what they told the team and um so they're they're actually working one of the broken ones and trying to re-knit it. They think that that's part of their war while the others try to get to the tower. And there's and, all, um, all together, right? Yeah. And yeah, so this that's one is half of them. Yeah. This one's all fucked up. Um, and so reality's really fucked up here. So, um, let's see. So Alexa tells you, I guess we'll do a little exposition. Alexa tells you, uh, most of what she knows. Um, so you're sitting at the bottom of the stairs here.
2: Why would anyone fight against this?
3: Some people just want to. Some people yeah, don't to like change.
2: It seems like ceasing to exist would be the greatest change there is.
3: There are theories that the, um, once the world is destroyed, it will uh, reform again. Um, but it seems to be there's no proof of that.
5: You know, and in my experience, if you let people have an opportunity to kill each other, they'll probably take it.
3: They'll find a way.
2: Death always does seem to find a way.
1: <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> Hank, you feel a, a a a like some heavy weight in your coat pocket? Uh, I reach in and I uh, investigate. Oh, look at that. It's it's a whole box of 38 shells, 20, 20 rounds. Oh, somebody got me some ammunition. I suppose that's nice. Yeah. Uh so Shadwell makes his report, Alexa, uh what's next?
4: Is there any fighting still going on?
1: Yes, but it looks like a route. like your troops are beating the uh, the enemy.
4: Okay. Well, I will fly back to the uh, group and it and be like, it looks like the fighting is is uh, winding down.
5: Well, that's good to know. I'm sure there'll be more soon. Well, then perhaps we should move before it does.
2: Where should we go? Where is there to go?
3: Perhaps we should uh try and join the, the effort.
5: Uh, uh hang on. Before we get all wrapped <laughs> up into some, you know, political thing that we got no stake in other than, you know, ceasing existence and whatnot, let's not go taking sides right now till we know what everybody's about. How about let's just go find a place to sit down? think about our options maybe have a cup of coffee
1: you guys start hearing rockets like like blowing up in the sky and it's like a a a pale mist is shining down and like coating your cheeks the sun's peeking out
5: and if we could do so sooner rather than later that would be better
3: i make an excellent cup of coffee
5: Oh, fantastic. Let's go find ourselves a nice cafe that ain't getting shot at.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> All yeah, right. I'm for it. Let's go. Okay, Crandall, you you tromp up the side of the, the crater. You see the bodies. You see the birds. You see the fighting off to the north. And you see um, what looks like trucks sort of caravanning down a road. Uh, from a muddy trench-like area, that's uh, where like grass is growing and flowers are popping out, and the sky beyond it is turning like a yellow green and shining. And uh, there's a command-like tent on top of a on top of a flatbed truck, and that's driving, and that stops like on this side of the of the grassy area and you see them start like taking stuff off and putting up tents.
3: Mm, They might know where we can get a cup of coffee. Are you sure they're friendly though? Mm, Only one way to find out. Oh boy. (laughs) I'm going to start walking towards them.
1: Great. Okay. Alexa, Alexa, you're wearing a, a, I think you, you picked up, some of their gear or whatever. Anyway, they know it's you as soon as they see you. And one of them's like, oh. Hey, tell the Colonel pain's back. And, um, you see this fiery redheaded older woman comes storming over and she's got her, her, uh, her new adjutant with her because, uh, Colburn sold you guys out and, um, ran off somewhere. Classic culprit. Yeah. Hey. And, and she's got a, like a gold-plated rifle on her back, big gun belts on the side, cool army coat, and boots and shit. Anyway, she tromps up to you, Alexa, and she puts out a hand for a handshake.
4: Uh, shake her hand.
1: She says, you, you came through, you did, you did exactly what you said you would do.
4: Hey, I'm a girl with my word.
1: Yeah, your your team seems to have changed. I, uh, was there some strange transformations happening inside the dam there?
4: There were. And some of my people got lost in there.
3: I think they may have been eaten by the tentacle monster, if we're being honest.
1: By a tentacle monster.
3: Yes. Oh, hello. I'm uh, Crandall. I am a maintenance droid, or maintenance robot with many other functions, and uh, I was in in there, and I heard it all happen. There were there were folks yelling. Um, I assumed it was the the howler that was in there, and uh, then all the screaming and yelling and magic spells, and then everything went quiet, and this lady showed up.
1: So let me get this straight. Alexa, you lost your entire squad and you found these three people. Yeah.
2: It's a pleasure to meet you.
1: Well, it's very nice to meet you. You look like a nurse. We could use nurses.
2: I am that.
1: And uh, who's this handsome gentleman?
5: (laughs) You flatter me. Hank Harrison, Private Eye.
1: Colonel Merida, let me see your uh, your gadget there. I haven't seen one of those. What, my pad or my gun? I've uh, seen a gun. We all have guns. <laughs> uh, the thing on your wrist.
6: <laughs>
1: well, hey, I don't know. It's Anyway, there you go. Alright, she takes a look. You see this weedy, like, uh, bookkeeper guy kind of Walk over, he's got a briefcase tucked against him, balding glasses. Uh Alexa, you recognize this guy whose name I think is Ponders. It might be Prosser. It's been a while. Portnoy, that's his name. Mr. Portnoy.
4: Wow. I'm yeah. sure he wouldn't ridiculed in school.
3: Uh yeah, probably. Portnoy is a good Stephen King name. Right. <laughs> totally. Mm-hmm. So
1: he uh, <laughs> he walks up to Alexa and he says, um, uh, "We'll need you to sign uh, these death reports, uh, unless you want to recommend we send in a a team to uh, rescue them."
4: Mm, humans are so frail. Yeah. So I will sign the report.
1: Okay, Uh, Colonel Merida looks around at the other three of you, and uh, (laughs) you're not sure what she thinks of Alexa's sanguine statement.
2: If there is a way to rescue them, certainly we should try that.
5: Yeah, there's no need to be cold-hearted about all this.
1: Merida, like, spins her fingers, and this uh, tough-looking chick runs up. And um, she's in a white, like, ninja combat suit with, like, all kinds of gadgets and weapons and pockets and stuff all over. And uh, and she looks over at Alexa. And, Alexa, this is Pocahontas. She has her hair all tied down. And and uh, she looks like she's ready to, to wage some combat. And then her black-clad squad shows up. And they've got big, like, coats, like, ponchos and um they're in all black and like masks and stuff they're ready to go uh on a corpse hunting mission and they have stakes and stuff on their belts they're they're gonna go hunt monsters
4: yeah didn't i get a stealth suit from them
1: yeah colonel uh colonel pocahontas she says um did you uh did you like the the combat suit?
4: Oh yes, very much so. Good. It helped me against the radiation. Oh,
1: radiation?
4: Yeah, so there's a leaking reactor a couple of miles away from here.
1: Okay, they they start coordinating and, and working out a strategy. They'll have to get some of those big radiation suits, you know, with the hoods.
4: I'll 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 do a download of my most recent, well, what I've done since being with her uh, to her.
1: Okay, she says, "Well, that's too much. Give it to Portnoy." Oh, sorry. Uh, so you <laughs> you I, wait, I him? I meant you
4: give it to Portnoy.
1: <laughs> yeah, so he he's taking notes as quickly as he can, and his eyes are rolling in his head.
6: <laughs>
1: yeah so Colonel Meredith says to uh, um, talk to my adjutant this is um, Francis Baranovsky he's a count uh, of some some woody mountain place I can't remember <laughs> the name of it
5: I'm sorry I'm sorry you're gonna have to forgive me but your name is Count Berenovsky, <laughs> you get a demotion
1: somewhere. <laughs> oh my God! He he looks over at you and he can't decide whether to flip you shit or be professional. So he just kind of <laughs> snorts and um, says, "Yeah, new people follow me." Merida says, "Alexa, I'm moving you over from Monster Hunters to uh, to Special Operations."
4: Okay.
1: Or special projects. Go with uh go with Baronofsky here. He'll right. he'll explain everything. Gotcha. So you guys are, are walked down through the grass over to the stream and uh the rain slows down and then stops and you hear birds chirping. And now there's like a tree with like birds like playing around on it. And it's like the war never happened here. And Baranovsky sits mm. down on, a, on. it looks like somebody made chairs out of stumps around this fire pit. And he clumps down and he says, um, "Pain, we couldn't have done it without you. You and your people uh, made this all possible. We might just win this thing.
4: I'm glad to have helped, sir.
1: I got to tell you, I'm I'm tired. I could use a break. Uh, tell me about your new friends here.
4: Uh, actually, I don't know very much about them. I haven't had a chance to... First, we were running from radiation, and then we hooked up with you guys, so I really haven't had too much of a chance to get to know them. And I haven't bonded with any of them and can't bond with the machine there.
3: Well, hello. I'll introduce myself. I'm Crandall, maintenance robot with many other functions. I was created by Limerick Industries, a subsidiary of North Central Positronics. It's a pleasure to meet your acquaintance. Well,
5: I guess it's up to me then. Uh, Hello, my name is uh, um, Hank Harrison. I uh, may have given you some some amount of grief earlier. For that, I do apologize. I was just, uh... I, I, I crack wise when I'm nervous. This place is a bit
1: <clears throat> nervy. Y- yes. Yes, you have to keep a sense of humor to stay alive in, in a place like this.
2: Uh, and I am Pollyanna. It's a pleasure to meet you. Uh... I was fighting another war when I was brought here. Uh, well, healing mostly, uh, but fighting all the same. Would you like some chocolate? Oh, I'd love some. She's got,
5: she's got cigarettes too—the real tobacco kind.
1: You don't say.
2: I'm gonna pull out just like a little square of chocolate and hand it over to him.
1: Nice. He fishes out a, a flask with some red wine and passes that around.
4: I would like a cigarette.
2: I will give her one.
1: Here we go. Corrupting the children. Smoking I is cool. I
4: know. <laughs> hey, I'm the oldest one here now. She'll uh, uh, put it in her mouth and then use pyrokinesis to light it. <laughs> You don't know how old I am.
6: <laughs>
5: He's at least 50.
2: I'm pretty sure I'm the youngest one
6: here.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so I imagine, Pollyanna, you're you're pretty blown away by all this. You, you're not um, accustomed with magic.
4: And no. aliens. Mm. I mean, I am... Um, not human appearing i mean i am but i have two arms two legs you know but black skin white hair red eyes
1: pointy ears right
4: oh yes pointy ears yeah you know every person as a middle earth elf yeah
2: every person has their differences and their own talents i mean yours is having white hair and doing things with your mind Yes, it has
4: taken me 300 years to cultivate those powers.
2: Do do you normally... Is living a long time part of your abilities? No, it's part of my race. How long do you expect to live? Oh, and forgive me if that's rude.
3: No. Rude? I'm fairly certain the Elvish can live for thousands of years.
4: My people live for uh, roughly a thousand.
6: Wow.
3: Jeez.
2: You must get to meet a lot of people.
4: I have. I was born in the past, uh, have lived in the future, have been to the present, and several others in between. If you like, I can share my experiences with you.
2: Oh, I would love that.
4: Okay. Um, take my hand.
2: I take it.
4: Uh, you are now assaulted with four hundred and fifteen years of life <laughs> in fifteen you, you, seconds.
1: Yeah, you should probably shut and that down. And you will down. remember
4: it for the next three months. <laughs> what the hell?
1: Oh, that's too much. How do you how do you recall any of it?
4: I have an eidetic and photographic memory.
1: That's too much.
3: If I may interject, in the writings of J.R.R. Tolkien, the the Elvish people, much like the common jellyfish, are effectively immortal. Yes. Unless they are slain, of course.
4: As, as I said, um, I am not even middle-aged yet. Pollyanna's
2: just staring glassy eyes <laughs> into the distance.
5: <laughs> well, don't touch me.
4: Would she know that uh the detective is limping
1: um after after uh Pollyanna like taped it or whatever. It's it's pretty good. Why are you thinking of healing him somehow?
4: Yeah. Biomanipulation.
5: Whoa, 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 Hang on, hang on.
1: No, no, no. I
5: do not give my consent to this particular <laughs> treatment. Thank you for the offer. I will stitch it up the natural way. It may take a bit longer, but I don't have your brain muscles all in my all in my flesh. No, thank you.
4: If you insist.
5: I do. <laughs> And can can your brain go into my brain? Because I would rather you didn't do that either.
4: Telepathically, she says to you, yes.
5: Nope. Don't like that. Don't do that, please.
4: And it's a boring place.
5: (laughs) Uh, Thank you. I appreciate it. I like it that way. Nice, you know, 20, 30-odd years of memory is plenty enough for
1: me. Uh, Frank... Once you guys have settled down a little bit, he, he pulls out a couple of envelopes and he hands one to Alexa. He says, Um Alexa, how much have you told these folks about the group? Nothing. Okay.
2: Everything. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Except her.
1: He looks over at, at Pollyanna and he like kinda questing eyebrows trying to He's trying to figure out what's wrong with you. And he says, well, He absorbed I'll just... all
4: my memories.
1: Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> he recovers and he says, these are our orders. Uh, we represent a group called the Keepers of the Beam. And um, in the field here, we don't have the projector and the video and everything. But, um, well, I guess now, Pollyanna, you've seen it um (laughs) Crandall we can probably convert it to whatever you run and you can just draw me a picture oh okay well Hank um these things called beams they hold reality together they've broken we're trying to put them back together it turns out what we found is that there are certain objects that represent um, transitional moments in history or like profound elements uh, that, that if taken out of their context, it was a way to hide the positive energy that was being lost when the beams broke. And so what we do is we go and find these things and bring him back here and and put things back together. So we have a plan to go inland here about 400 miles. And that's the end of what we call the Hawk Beam. And there's something there. They tell us there's a door, it goes to another dimension. And there's something there we need. Alexa's been through this. You find the thing. You know when you see it. But the Crimson King's agents are out in force. They'll try to take it from you. They'll try to corrupt you. And um, they'll try to use your your good feelings against you. The enemy is subtle and seductive at times. So be on your guard.
3: So the Crimson King is behind all this?
1: As far as we know, it's a broad coalition of immoral, amoral people.
2: There's so much in this world. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's pretty much all of it, yeah. It it connects, it converges, and when it dies like a beautiful
2: spider
1: sure like a a beautiful spider okay well open your orders Alexa also if you want these people in your squad you're gonna have to get a loyalty oath you know what that's like basically they have to say that they won't betray the group or there will be consequences
5: Oh, yeah. No, I, I know all about this. I went through this in school. I pledge allegiance to the flag, yada yada.
3: Okay, cool. So well, you I understand. have nowhere else to be, so of course I'll pledge my allegiance.
2: <laughs> I will fight for this cause.
1: Very good. So, um, Alexa, you crack open your orders, and it is going to involve... <coughs> Excuse me. It's going to involve a rowboat up this stream connecting with a river. Uh, There's ferry boats. You're going to get on a ferry boat. And then you're going to take an airship deep into enemy lines along the beam and go through this door at the site of the champion, the hawk, uh, whatever that is. So that's where you're headed next. Cool. So, uh, yeah. So, um, Alexa, it says that, uh, so far the enemy is not wise to this plan. You'll have to travel incognito, which might be hard for Crandall.
4: Hmm. Well, we can go the, uh, Ninja Turtle way, with a trench coat and a big floppy hat.
1: Cool. So you get some wardrobe for Crandall, and you you head out. So this is kind of an old westy Mississippi River kind of situation. Oh, a well,
4: cowboy hat.
1: You'll be on and, next,
4: and a cowboy
3: trench coat. I feel so rootin' tootin'.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so for this phase of the adventure y'all can decide kind of what outfit you want to wear and your your cover a uh, vibe you can even make a fake name if you want and um, the only thing they know about this area is that people are ruthless and will betray you for money because in this area society is Kind of breaking down and so people are getting desperate,
3: crops are failing, stuff like that. Mm. I'm interested in this wardrobe though. Yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> same,
4: same.
3: And I get to have a fake name as well. I've never had a fake name before. Oh yeah.
4: Is this like um like the all West attire kind of area? Yeah,
1: I mean it can. It's I'm thinking Maverick. You know the the riverboat kind of vibe, Tom Sawyer.
4: Okay. Fancy vests. Well, then vests. I will get clothing to dress appropriately. You, know, I'm not wearing no fucking dress.
1: So regular pants.
4: Yeah, whatever women wore, you know when they weren't wearing a dress. I I guess some. I know some wear pants.
1: Yeah, some in this world wear pants, but most will probably be wearing dresses.
4: Yeah. Well, I'm definitely not the dress-wearing type.
1: Yeah. Except your black cocktail dress.
4: (laughs) Yeah.
3: (laughs) I wonder if Crandall will be less conspicuous wearing a dress. Oh, my.
4: Probably not.
1: That would be wild. Or like a priest's (laughs) habit like a the big, <laughs> big hood.
2: None. Oh.
3: Or like like a monk robe or something. Yeah. Monk or nun. Mm-hmm. Something to cover my face or put my face in shadows.
2: That hood.
1: It turns out Baranovsky is a disguise expert so he brings out his whole wardrobe situation and he gets you guys outfitted. He puts on a fake uh, riverboat gambler's mustache and a scar like on one cheek
5: i was about to say i come out of the uh come out of the wardrobe wearing uh a a black waistcoat uh with a white vest underneath with gold buttons um then uh, a black button down uh with a bolo tie black cowboy hat and uh bright red cowboy boots. <laughs> kind of tip my hat, put a cigar between my teeth, and howdy, y'all. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs>
2: I come out, and I am wearing the same outfit as Alexa, except with a skirt. Nice. <laughs> because nice. the weight of her, like memories has influenced what I have picked to wear, except I was not
1: doesn't
4: make sense. You're you like know,
1: twins.
3: <laughs> so um a uh, uh, Crandall's going to find the uh the most the thing that covers up most of his body, which turns out for some reason there's a like a Jedi robe in this setup. <laughs> oh yeah so, <laughs> He's like, well this this should cover enough and gets with the big hood.
5: Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. You're going about this all wrong. See, you want to be inconspicuous, you understand. So what you're going to do, pull out this uh, Mexican poncho, like an oversized poncho, and throw it over him. I get a big old sombrero, uh, Hmm. stick it on top of his head, and wrap a scarf, uh, like a big woolen scarf around the bottom half of his face. Uh, th- there you go. Now oh, you- that's
3: much better. Thank you much.
5: Of yeah. course. Now you yeah. incognito,
1: as they say. I appreciate your help. As far as weapons, you could have uh, pistols, a shotgun, a rifle. Uh, um, that's about it. Oh, and then, like a bow and arrow, knife
4: how about a pouch with a dozen shurikens in it or throwing knives?
1: Uh, yeah, let's go throwing knives.
4: All right. Yeah, I will I don't... drop that to my waist.
3: Cool. I don't do ranged weapons very well, but, um, I, I can probably handle some sort of a, a big, big knife. Cool. You get a big, big knife.
5: And then I myself am rather fond of firearms, so I'm going to pack a a derringer to my right hand uh, on a spring-loaded arm bracket. Hell yes. So should the need be, and a hand goes wrong, I can flick it out and defend my honor.
4: Holdout gun. I think that's the official name for it. One and the Mm -hmm.
1: same, yes.
2: I'm gonna get a pistol.
1: Ooh, very nice.
2: I don't know how to use a pistol.
4: <laughs>
1: yeah, this would be the earliest Actually, kind you of pistol. Actually, would
4: because of my memories. Yeah. What's? Th-
2: Wait, does this mean I can do all of uh, all of Alexa's like
4: mental things? Uh, the only thing that you would gain would be, uh, the only thing you have is her memories. Uh, you wouldn't have her skills. Mm. But you would have the knowledge of using a firearm and, um, uh, uh, training on it. So, you know through her, but... Mm. I mean, like I said, she's been around for 450 years. She's done a lot. I mean, she's been through, uh, she's lived in four different dimensions. Mm-hmm.
1: Sorry, I accidentally turned on a YouTube video there. Because I was looking <laughs> to see if there were pistols oh. back, back in 1890s. Uh, but I don't see any. I think they're all revolvers.
4: Mm. Yeah, they were all revolvers.
1: Ooh, I see I a Mauser in 1896. That's pretty cool. I don't think I don't think they'd have those here though. It's not quite three amigos time.
2: Any small gun?
1: Yeah, revolvers. So yeah, okay. you can get a small revolver. Do you want a shoulder holster? Keep it in your purse, like gun belt.
2: I'm gonna get like a side side holster like cool a cowboy
1: very cool all right uh we'll slap leather next time on uh the wharf of the tower how do you feel y'all um i'm ready to root and toot and suck and shoot and
6: <laughs>
1: so let's do one more quick little scene. Um the last thing you say as you guys are rowing down this stream.
4: Merrily, merrily, merrily?
1: Yeah, you're rowing up the stream. What do you what do you say to each other?
5: You know, I have to say it's been about hmm, what well, four hours since we embarked upon this adventure together, and not once have any of you mentioned the change in my accent. <laughs> I find that to be somewhat insulting.
2: Are you doing an accent? Or are you ceasing to do an accent?
5: Well, no. you see, I'm actually talking the way I normally would. However, the... uh My personal assistant device is taking what I have said and then rooting it through a regional dialect translator and then spitting out uh, the accent and dialect that you hear now. Wonder of modern Hmm. technology.
3: That seems similar to uh, Babblefish. Of what now? Uh, In the... Hmm... Late, mm, mid, mid to late twentieth century of the Keystone Earth, there was an author named Douglas Adams. In his first novel, *The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy*, there was a fish called the Babelfish, which would translate any language if placed in, your, in one's ear. Ah, huh. it's a similar mechanism.
5: Yes. Mm. That that does sound quite quite similar to what's going on here, except mine is significantly less disgusting. (laughs) They're quite clean. I'm sure they are. Consider me having a weak constitution. Rather easily put off by things that I wouldn't otherwise recognize as clean. But anyway... Those of you who put fish in your brains <laughs> are welcome to your own habits and and what not. I will not stop you. What are we doing in the Wild West anyway? I forgot I was not paying attention to that part at
4: <laughs>
1: all. <laughs> Alexa's just, I picture Alexa rowing, but she's not touching the oar.
4: Yeah the uh uh oars are moving but she's not using her
3: hand. it would mm-hmm. seem to me that we're going to meet something the guardian of the beam perhaps
1: that's the one yeah the guardian i called it champion it's the guardian
5: ah how marvelously vague this shall oh. be a a
3: an interesting endeavor uh, i i assume mm-hmm. The Guardian might not be happy to see us, but I think it's at an important meeting.
2: Well, we shall be happy to see them, um, then.
5: I turn to Pollyanna and I say, I don't know about you, my dear, but this has been, for me, a very strange day.
2: I don't know how many days it's been. <laughs>
5: Yeah, Alexa, don't touch her anymore, please. (laughs) Just, you know, social distancing. We're going to keep about six feet between the two of you.
1: So the camera moves from them talking down past an oar into the water, past some fish, up out of the water, onto the land, through the grass. There's a giant snake slithers into the water. Yeah, we just see the top of his head coming towards the rowboat, and then it fades to black. The episode's over.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so, as soon as earlier on when you said airship, all I heard was the the Final Fantasy IV airship music. Oh yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> oh yeah.
3: Dun, 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 dun.
1: Oh, so this so this is the point where we assign hero points. So the way this works is, you'll uh, mention something that one of the other players did that you really liked, and they get a hero point for that. And so we go around the horn. Yeah. So who wants to go first? Celebrate something.
3: Uh, well. Um I was very impressed with the, um, (laughs) the, uh, how do I say it? The, uh, I want to, I want to say this the right way. There was a moment where Alexa just shrugged off the fact that all of her previous (laughs) compatriots were obliterated (laughs) (laughs) and decided not to go back. And I was like, this is the most callous This is the most callous bitch I've ever seen. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> yeah, if it wasn't
5: for the fact that I was literally dimensions away from home, I don't think I would be very pleased with the 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 lot that I have found myself struck in.
3: <laughs> but yeah, right. I, I thought that was great.
1: Uh Steve, <laughs> you have any favorite favorite things a player did?
4: Yeah, um uh, April's interpretation of Alexa's memories.
1: Oh yes.
2: I I want to give a shout out to Adam for, like, I, I guess like picking a tagline for Crandall and just using it in every opportunity. Like, anytime Seconded. I heard that that was fantastic. uh, And I want to give a special shout-out to Steve for, like, completely changing what my character is now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we got exactly... And then I was like, oh, oh no, this is, like, a different person now because of this experience.
5: (laughs) You've been altered
3: permanently.
2: Yeah, we got exactly
5: one episode to get
1: to know Pollyanna and then she changed
3: dramatically.
6: (laughs) Hopefully it'll taper off
1: as the memories recede but Mm -hmm. yeah, you'll never come back to normal from that.
2: No, I'm
6: like
2: it's like um, Esri Dax in DS9
5: Yeah,
2: (laughs) who like has not spent her life preparing to receive all these memories and who is just like Okay, what is me and like what is another person?
1: <laughs> yeah. So uh Seth, did you give someone a hero point?
5: Uh yeah, I want to give a hero point to Adam uh for his uh absolutely stellar robot out of water portrayal there. Yes.
4: I do like his his tagline.
5: Yeah. It's it's quite <laughs> I'm, I'm nice. I'm still working on it. <laughs> also, like maybe it's maybe it's just the uh, the Hank in me, uh, but I'm having a hard time believing that 50 years of total isolation hasn't, in some way, compromised
3: his psyche. Some. <laughs>
6: <laughs> I'm
3: probably not entirely all there. I have all the memories, but there's there's some new stuff r- rolling around.
5: Yeah, I just, I, I, I like that sort of, I don't know if it's intentional or not, but there's a little bit of ambiguousness there as to like, well, uh I guess all people again. I hope I remember how to
2: do that.
3: <laughs> it feels a lot like my current situation. <laughs>
2: oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I I really enjoyed all the moments, uh, Seth, that we had before you uh before we sort of were in the greater group of you just being like, I don't know what situation is in, and there is a girl who girl here who keeps trying to get herself killed.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
5: <laughs> I I was uh not just as Hank, but as Seth, a little concerned. <laughs> this is a a a, a uh, adrenaline junkie from the early twentieth century.
6: <laughs>
1: yes. So, and I want to give one to Seth because you played it cool. You you didn't let the dark rattle you, and. Uh, and you let it slide that Alexa was leaving those people behind. And I think that was a wise decision. <laughs> <laughs> well, it just didn't seem my place, you know. Yes. And I give all of you one because you, you did a good job. So three for <laughs> Adam we, and we two for the you. Yes. <laughs> um, who gets the anti-boner for next time?
3: I, I want to give it to Seth um, just for the just the spot on portrayal of that character. I thought hear, that here just like the like I just thought he was a like a, a hardboiled detective the whole time and not a, a regular person. <laughs> <Yes>. oh,
6: shucks. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thanks, guys.
1: <laughs> You're living up to the uh, the Humphrey Bogart kind of vibe. I love it. Uh, yeah so so, um uh next thing is uh is there anything you want to try to get into next time uh specific kind of situation or storyline moment between the characters
5: oh i wanna the detective's pants oh my (laughs) well Uh, tell you what
6: I, I, I think he's going for a
5: little player-on-player player romance there. Um, but m- me, and you're gonna have your... Let, let me tell you, Toots, you're barking up the wrong tree, alright? I don't like... Uh, don't don't get me wrong, you know, ladies are fine and whatnot, but uh, you know.
4: She does have like a uh... She has a two-charm
1: yeah, I think she would have a three charm, but she's so terrifying that it it goes down a
5: little bit. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's uh, you, you're you're plenty charming and all. It's just you know I'm more of a twig and berries man, you know.
1: Ah, oh, there we go. Uh- <laughs> okay, <laughs> we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Uh, um, let's see, April, Adam, any any ideas?
3: I I like the idea of uh, maybe exploring. Things that went wrong with me in the the time I was isolated.
1: Oh yes, that you have a second weird personality.
3: <laughs> that I. <yeah>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I think the way one of the ways it's been affecting Crandall is he has this broad range of literature knowledge from like our Earth, <laughs> which <laughs> is oddly meta. <laughs> So I that might it. come into play, and then Pollyanna's just going to be positiving it up for everyone as we go here.
2: Yep, I'm gonna I'm gonna figure out like how to make everybody a little more cheerful. That's
4: my next goal. Jack, we haven't introduced him to Chadwell.
1: Chadwell, yeah, the flying eyeball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. H- hang on.
5: This is very important to me on a personal (laughs) level. I want a riverboat, high
1: tension, high stakes poker scene.
6: Yes.
5: I
0: mean,
1: hell yes. Yes. Frank plays the gambler, and maybe you guys can deal in. Yeah. Okay. Cool.
4: Oh, that would be hysterical.
1: I love that. That's a great idea. Um, So, last thing uh, how do people find you on the internet?
4: I am uh, on the on Facebook under Stephen Matthews with a V and one T in Champaign, Illinois.
3: I am on Twitter at Matt Olaf, M-A-D-O-L-A-F. Uh, you can also find me, um, my, my wife and I do a uh, podcast called Cheeseburger Buddies where we review a different cheeseburger in Seattle every other week. It's on iTunes and all that. That's great. Well, you
5: can find me on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, uh, at Seth Triberry. Um, you could, uh, I don't really do much social media other than those things. So. All right.
2: I don't do much social media at all. Um, but you can find me every Tuesday night at, uh, 9 p.m. Central, 7 p.m., uh, pdt at will start with me w i l start with me um playing yes. a DD game with jeff and seth
5: oh <laughs> that's right that's right
1: yes. April and I that is the Penguins. one place
2: you can find me on the internet you can see my other wholesome cheerful character
1: <laughs> gotta <laughs> find
2: a different thing
5: Uh, you could also see our friend Will's uh, wonderful art skills as he occasionally sketches our D&D
1: sessions as they go. They are so delightful. Yeah, check that out on Twitch. Will start with me with one L. Uh, Let's see. um, Warfthetower.com. That's where the, the... episodes are archived um we're on pod it's probably the best place to find us and then uh use you know rate review subscribe on all your pod catchers and send us an email at gmail.com. i think that's it yeah on facebook this
3: episode has been brought to you by raycon
1: raycon <laughs> well, i what
3: thought it was nordvpn nordvpn <laughs> Nord <VPN. laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Purple mattress. I don't but, know.
1: But not audible. <laughs> Fuck Amazon. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, uh, yeah, uh, I guess that'll do it. Long days and pleasant nights.
3: And may you have twice the number.
1: Three, two, one.
3: That sounded like almost the same time.
4: More yeah. or less. Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: I think I jumped the gun a little bit. I have a, I have a, a bad habit of uh, coming in ahead of the beat. Mm.
4: I think it was better than the first one.
1: Eh, yeah, it's probably... Yeah, you probably But we'll see. It could always get worse, huh, Steve?
4: Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yes. <laughs> oh. Well, <Whoa>, that's... <laughs>
5: Steve, come on! <laughs> that's that's
6: fantastic.
4: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we can go the uh, teenage mutant t- uh, uh, teenage mutant tindala. Uh,
1: An email at war for the tower at gmail Stay weird, everybody. Special thanks to. Kevin Cole the maker of Space Kings for letting us use the Space Kings system to to make this show it's pretty cool
0: Space Kings